What's up, mamas? It's Tanika Ray. I was a television host for 20 years before my entire life blew up when I had a baby. Shifting gears from red carpets to a gig called mom required a whole new game plan. The carefree, globe-trotting boss babe me was suddenly in search of a mommy tribe to help me navigate the inevitable fumbles and fails of raising a kid. Mama Stay with Tanika Ray is a sanctuary for the Mommy Collective, where we amplify our self-love and self-care, trade tips on raising conscious kids, help each other fine-tune our boundaries, and celebrate the highs while forgiving ourselves for the lows in the wild, 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 wild world of mommying AF. Hello, welcome to Mama's Day with Tanika Ray. This is Tanika Ray, and we are in the first week of May, y'all. We are jumping into this episode. I'm going to start by saying this morning, I posted a remix with a Black female doctor. And in this content, she said, it has been proven in counties with more Black doctors, Black people live longer. And then after that, they said, this is also the, the title of this news piece. They said, astonishing finds. And this female Black doctor was like, probably not that astonishing to Black people. Because what we know in this country is that there isn't the same amount of care. There isn't the same amount of empathy. And worst case scenario, we lose our lives because of lack of interest in going all out to make sure that our lives are spared. You know, that's very, very deep. And I don't even think people really understand it. But when you see finds like this, where if there's just one black doctor in an entire county, the mortality rate is improved. That means a lot more black people live. Just one black doctor in a county. So let me be really clear, because this was in the article as well. If there's a county with only one black doctor, even if that black doctor is not your doctor and doesn't even see you as a patient, your odds of living are highly, drastically improved. Wow. So many things are being unearthed. So many investigations and research has is being done on marginalized communities where they were just ignored before. But we know this. If you're a Black woman in America, you know that your needs are ignored, which is why we typically don't trust the medical industry. Today, I'm going to bring on a new friend who I just adore to the mic. She is somebody who not only got in this space, but she dove all the way in, got a movie produced, and it's now on Netflix. Coming up to the mic, I have Megalyn Echikumwoke. Yes, baby. I think I nailed it, but I've tried to practice because I really believe we need to learn how to say people's names, especially when they're African names. Like I feel like what I said to Megalyn was my tongue has been colonized because it's such a beautiful last name, Echikumwoke, Echikumwoke. I think I did it, Megalyn. And, and if I didn't, I apologize again to you, sis. But I thank you so much for coming on Mama's Day to discuss First of all, the impetus behind your deeply profound film called Weathering. 
Now, Megalyn isn't new to these Hollywood streets. She has been an actress probably most of her life. She's had a fruitful career out here in Hollywood from, gosh, you might know her face from 24 or that 70s show. And my personal favorite that I binged on Netflix during the pandy stepsisters. Super fun. She is our favorite homegirl that steps it like it's hot. <laughs> and it also stars Naturi Naughton and Cheryl Lee Ralph. It is a super fun movie. Who Megalyn is today is a very deeply introspective, powerful artist. As every day is an opportunity to step more into our greatness and be a better version of ourselves today than we were yesterday. As we continue to hold true the things that set our souls on fire and try to only go down those paths, Megalyn had that sort of shift in her life during these last crazy years that we've had. She sat down, she wrote a script, and she directed a film, and it is now on Netflix. Let's dive into her really, really beautiful journey, which I think will always inspire me because we all have that little thing inside that's burning, that little dream, that wish, or that little ache to create. She had that and she did it. She stepped out on faith. And I'm so excited to share this story because I feel like there's nothing but gems here. So let's get to it. Please welcome to the mic, Megalyn. First, let me start by saying thank you so much for having me and for watching my film and being interested in my process. I've had a few people, you know, special people, important people in my life over the years because I've been in this business for, I guess, 25 years now since I was a kid. And, you know, I've always been in front of the camera, but all along the way, I've had people tell me like, you should write. I think you might be a writer. And I'm really into design. I'm really into decor. And and people come over to my house and they're like, you might be a director. Like, did you, did you style this? Did you direct like, what, who, what's going on? And I'm like, no, yeah. You know, I just like, I get really into this stuff. They're like, well, you have a great eye. You should direct. And I'm like, okay, okay. With our common friend, it was just about like being able to, to really trust and believe in myself in that way, which, you know, it's, it's one thing to hear something and be like, okay. And just sort of like take it with a grain of salt, not really hear it goes in, goes in and out. And then it was the pandemic. And I think that was a real important time for a lot of people. It was a really, really difficult time, challenging time, a lot of change, a lot of transition. And I was just trying to embrace it all. And I found myself in a really fortunate position during that time where, you know, like, yeah, it was hard, but like I had everything I needed and I was still experiencing abundance at that time as much as anyone could. And I just heard what he said. I listened to what he said and I thought, you know what, what the fuck do I have to lose? We're all just sitting at home. <laughs> I do know a thing or two about this thing. You know, I've only been a part of this world for my childhood and my whole adult life. So, and he just said, you know what, just do it. Just put it down, see what happens. So I just, so that's exactly what I did. And cause I told him some ideas cause he kept saying, I think you're a writer. And I'm like, no, no, no. He's like, well, just tell me some ideas. I know you have like about four or five ideas in your head that you're thinking about writing. And I was like, uh, okay, well, I guess I did have this one idea about this, this one idea about this, this one idea about this. And I was going to give him like 10 ideas. He's like, okay, well, that's 10. Um, but <laughs> just one off the one. dome, off the dome. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, well, okay. 
my point exactly. And one of the ones you said really resonated with me in that. Try that one. It's a short. I told him about the short movie idea. He's like, it's a short. Just try it. So I did. And um, I just got into it. And I just sort of let let the Lord lead me. <laughs> I'm sure you knew that if you just put one foot in front of the other, like God will provide, right? We Intellectually, we know that. But there is still that fear. There's still that something that stops us from just leaping all the time. So have you cured yourself by doing this project? <laughs> yeah, you know what? I would say in some ways I have, and it, because it was just such a, it was just such a magical experience, the whole thing, because it was just like, okay, I just said, yes. And I just kept saying yes to myself and yes to people who wanted to collaborate. I had told some people about it, including my friend Bradley Cooper. And he's like, you said you were writing. Like, what are you doing? And I'm like, yeah, like this thing. Like, it's nothing. Like, it's trash. He's like, well, I mean, I'll read it if you want. And I'm like, nah, it's, you, I wouldn't. <laughs> you're not going to read my thing. Like, that's stupid. Like, I would never let you read this piece of junk. And he's like, well, I mean, I'm kind of good at this. Like, just let me read it. Like, who cares? I'll just check it out. I'll give you some notes. I'm like, now. Stop asking me. And he's like, it was I have story. maybe won some awards. <laughs> no. He's like, I could give you, some, I mean, you should just kind of like, let me look at it. Give you some notes. Thank God for your persistence, Bradley Cooper. Thank God. And he was, and it was actually, it was his, it was when he dropped it that I was like, something in my mind was like, wait, what are you doing? Like, just let him read it. Like, what do you have to, again, what do you have to lose? He's either going to think it's good or bad. And either way, you're going to get notes from Bradley. So just go for it. And I'm like, we're literally sitting there. And I had said no like four times. And then we're chatting. He's telling me what I was saying. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Just read it. And he's like, fine, give it to me right now. I'll read it right now in front of you and give you notes. And I'm like, oh, okay. So yeah, right in front of you. Oh, right in front of me. Because, you know, it's short. And I'm like, okay, go for it. Read it. And I'm sitting there and biting my nails. I'm like, oh my God, you know. And he's like, okay, yeah, I love this. This is a great, this is a great idea. You should definitely make this. Here are my notes. He gave me his notes. And I went, I took his notes, rewrote it. And um, then a couple months later, maybe like a month or two later, he calls me up and he's like, hey, did you ever, you know, I know that you had said that you were maybe uh, zeroing in on some funding for that. And you, how's it going? Are you going to get that made? You should definitely make it. I'm like, no, no, no. He's like, well, listen, I just, I read it and I, I just haven't been able to stop thinking about it. So if you would let me, I, I'd love to produce it. And I was like, get the fuck, get the fuck like, out of here. I was like, hold on a second. Let me think. Um, okay. Yes. <laughs> Riley sure. is the superhero in this story. It's amazing. <laughs> what, a, what an amazing friend. Oh, he's so wonderful. He's such a special, special person. And I just, I just feel so I was so fortunate that I stopped being an asshole. <laughs> and he was honestly, it was just a, a, a timing thing because he was looking for filmmakers. He's, he had just started this new company named after his daughter, Leah, called Leah Pictures. And their whole impetus is to give opportunities to people like me. And so he was like, you know, we just started this company and I would love for you to be our first project. You know, this is what we're looking for. This is the type of stuff we're looking for. So just, and I was like, okay, sure. <laughs> Wow. You're proving the point that you gave him. It's like almost like magic. As soon as you put that script in his hand, it was like it opened up all the possibilities and the snowball effect happened. Yeah. And I just had to stop saying no. It was almost like God like hit me over the head and was like, bitch, stop. Say yes. 
yes, you have this person who's like, wants to collaborate and support you. Even if you just get great notes, like stop saying no and just listen, you know, listen to that voice in your head, which, yeah, you're right. It's so easy to just go like to ignore it or to put it off. For me, a lot of time it was like putting it off, procrastinating it, procrastinating your destiny, procrastinating those things that God puts in your mind. And I know know I'm using the word God, but whatever it is for anyone who's listening, it's really just us. I really appreciate you you making a point of that because I speak about that a lot. It's God, universe, source, whatever you want to call it. Everybody has that feeling with something that guides them, that illuminates their spirit. So I like that you pointed that out here on Mama's Day. We should be pretty used to that by now. Once you said yes, planets aligned. And that is really special. It brings me to this topic, which we haven't spoken about yet. Why is this the topic that you wanted to make this film? Yes, Siri said that one. But why did you co-sign? Why are you so passionate about this topic as a woman who is yet to even have to enter this realm of giving birth? See, for me, the things I'm interested in, the stories I'm interested in, and most of the stuff I've written about have to do with, with mental health mental wellness and stories about struggling with that. And so um, when I learned about Serena Williams' birth story through this article that I read in the, in the New York Times, because I'd known a little bit about, you know, Black maternal health and I knew that it was an issue. And I just remember I saw this article a couple of years ago and I was like, I never read it. And during the pandemic, I just kept going back to things that I had, again, it was like, oh, like there's this topic and this topic and this stuff, all these things like, oh, there was that article that I had meant to read. It was on the cover of the New York Times magazine. And I just went back and read it. Wow. That's like, it just was so seemed like a perfect entryway into this story. And also, you know, I don't, I don't have kids. I've never been through that, but I think any woman can understand how devastating that that would be. And as a black woman, it made me fucking pissed. I started to feel like this rage. And also to me, I think, you know, the reasons behind why we have this horrible situation in in the United States has to do with so much more than just maternity and being a black woman. It's like, it's being black in general and it's being not white and being of color. And it's not just black women who have these horrible birth outcomes. It's Native Americans come, come very close behind that. Latina women. And, you know, down the line. So it's really so much bigger than than just this one thing. Telling a story about Black maternal health and how it is perpetuated in the medical system in the United States is a story about just being a person of color. And the medical health system in, in this country is like a, it's sort of like a microcosm for systemic racism in general. Because when you look at it in in health, you can see where it comes from and how it relates to everything. Because what do we have if we don't have our health? This doctor is treating this woman this way because this is how he was trained. And this is how he was trained because this is what they learn in school. And what they're learning in school is a white supremacist version of healthcare. So it, it goes down the line. And that trickle that bleeds into so many things. That bleeds into everything, the fabric of this entire society. And so I thought, wow, that's like a really, to me anyway, I thought it was a great way to just illuminate this issue and also tell a larger story. 
I thought it tied really well with the mental health because I mean, first of all, an adult black woman who's who's pregnant has already experienced a lot of bullshit. You know, she's already weathered by the time she gets there. <laughs> Lots of bullshit. <laughs> you know, she's already weathered by the time she gets there. And she didn't even know it. That's what's so extraordinary about black women is that somebody said, like, anxiety sometimes is our trauma. <laughs> like it was like, you may think you're depressed, it's trauma. You may think you're it's trauma. Like everything goes back to things that we haven't even identified because we're so used to it. Exactly. What it is. And you know, I hear some people talking and I'm just like, wow, you're so you're so upset by this thing that I'm just so used to that it doesn't even yeah. I've just internalized it. A lot of women really went through this for no reason, for absolutely no reason. Well, let's talk about that right there. I'm an analytical person. I'm Aquarius, right? So I like mathematical equations. So I want to know what's the X? What's the missing variable? Is it just total, utter disregard or ignorance? Or is it both? Probably both. I would say both. And then coupled with stigma. I think it's a lot of things. I think it's really complex. Just racism in general, especially in the United States, is a really complicated issue. If you put it in the doctrines, and they all learn from those doctrines, Black, White, Latino, Greek, they all learn it. So they all have been sort of conditioned by the doctrines which are rooted in supremacy, which then, just by the doctrines alone, would disregard us. So it's right, it's, it's on paper. To take that on and to dissect it and then put it back together in a narrative. Ooh, did you go through some hard days writing that? That's, and are you oh, a yeah. methodist? That's deep stuff. Oh, no. Yeah. I, I, I was, it was, a, it was definitely a dark time. But I think because I am an actress, that it did help me to sort of get inside the, the psyche and really go like, okay, what's going on here? And also, like, I kind of wanted to, like, I wanted to go there because it was in, in a lot of ways super cathartic for me because we're really telling a story about someone's rediscovering her, her spirit and outside of everything that's happened to her. And so, you know, during the pandemic, when there's so much happening to us out of our control, it, was, it did feel good to do that. But it, it was it was really hard. It was really hard. <laughs> and I think in terms of like, it's only now that I'm stepping back. I'm like, what the fuck was I thinking? Like, that is insane. <laughs> why would I, why would you write that? <laughs> and people are, some people are like, are you okay? And I'm like, uh, now I am. <laughs> That's the thing is art reflects life and life can be really fucking ugly. Yeah, and I think because I I think if you have the capacity to tell the stories and to go there, then you should. And not everyone's going to appreciate this film. Not everyone's going to like it. And not everyone wants to go there. Not everyone's going to find it entertaining at all or special or anything. I mean, some people are like, this is trash. And I'm like, okay, well, it's not for you, but I didn't write it for you. you well, know? Who did you write? Who did you write it for? I wrote it for us. If no one else but Black women appreciate this movie, I'm completely fine with that. I don't give a shit. What do you hope Black women take away from this movie? I hope that Black women can feel less alone, feel like they're not alone, feel like understood. Because a lot of what, you know, I think Jamina 
in the story is going through is just like, there's just, and I think a lot of black women experience this in general is like, there's just a lot of misunderstanding. And in one of the, one of the songs I was listening to while I was writing is the Nina Simone song. Please don't let me be misunderstood. I mean, it's, it's not, it's not a Nina Simone song, but I just, that's like thematically in my mind, like, mm. please don't let me be misunderstood. I want we them. Are. Also- I mean, I think we are like, you just, I mean, I just feel like I got hit in the face with that. So yeah, I, I hope that black women feel less alone. I hope that that they feel more understood, and I hope that they feel seen. That's really it. And I hope that they maybe anyone finds a little healing in this because that's what the story is about. It's about healing, and I think there is healing in being understood. What do you think we're most misunderstood about? It's a good question. I think it's just like our our most misunderstood about our our humanity our superhuman strength that we seemingly have. I think we have superhuman mental strength. I think that's true. We, we have to. But it's a survival mechanism. Yes. yes. Black women are just as soft and just as vulnerable. I think women in general are, are superior. Don't tell any of the boys I said that. Okay. They have it. But then, you know, I just think black women are just forced to deal with so much more. The load is just, it's just, it's just heavier. So we adapt. And yeah. There are a lot of people who are just now learning this term weathering. Tell me about this woman who, who wrote the book weathering. Yeah. The, see, that was this whole other thing too. And she was part of my research and I don't know anyone who, who had heard about it or knew about her. This is what, two years ago. And I'm like, wow. And in my mind, when I'm reading this, when I'm reading all this other stuff and I find her, her work and the description or the definition of weathering in my mind, I was like, that's it. That's what this feels like. That's what I can imagine is happening to black mamas. It just made so much sense to me. You know, I grew up, my mom's a nurse, so... I grew up understanding Western medicine, but also like I grew up on the Navajo reservation and, you know, they're traditionally rooted in, you know, their own native cultures are much more holistic, much more in harmony with the earth. Plant-based. Plant-based. And so I have that education and and just in general, I'm growing up, been kind of cultivating my knowledge of that. So in my mind, like it completely makes sense that your experience in life can affect you internally and has a physiological effect. Yes. And stress and trauma has a physiological effect and that it can age you. And then in your most vulnerable moment as a mother creating life, your most vulnerable time that all that stuff can weaken you and cause complications. And then you're starting way back. You're starting at a deficit. So you get to the doctor's office and he's like, you're fine go take a nap. Here's some aspirin. Just go home. Stop, stop complaining. You don't know what you're talking about. You're fine. And you're like, probably a lot of these women are like, I guess he's the doctor. He knows, he knows. Of course they what do. I would do. Why is mental health so important for you to tackle in your directing and in your art? Coincidentally, I have a lot of mental illness in my family. So it's just something that as an adult, I've I have a lot of experience with and a lot of questions and something I'm really curious about and, and something that, you know, I think 
everyone deals with. I hope that we are living in a time, this like beautiful shift, this beautiful awakening that we're going through. I really hope more of our community can find the benefits of more therapy, more wellness, more self-care, because I mean, it sounds all like hairy fairy these days, but it's mandatory. Like we all suffer from some mental illness. Uh, The way this country is set up, it forces a little, a lot of things. I appreciate your voice in this way and on this planet. This is our time to be louder with our our voice, with what it is that we want to say. And congratulations on taking a big fucking step. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks for for recognizing it and and having this conversation. Feels good. Thanks for hanging out, Mama. I know how little time we have in our day to honor ourselves, and I'm just thrilled to be a part of it. Make sure you click like, rate, and subscribe. I'd love to hear what you think about today's show and what you want to hear going forward. Remember, mommying is a gift, and you're doing a kick-ass job. So, woosah and mama stay.